Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Guard Report Live on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog. The Celtics win 90-83 to over the Dallas Mavericks. I am Jared Weiss, and I'm joined by my friend, partner in crime, and somewhat of a man crush Monday, Michael V. Pina of Bleacher Report, Vice in Sports on Earth. You look a little uncomfortable now after that introduction. I sure do. Thank yeah. you, Jared. But you know what? You're going to feel comfortable soon when you're wearing your Indochino suit, so go to the Indochino showroom on Newbury Street in Boston and use the code GARDEN to get a half off on a suit. I'm rocking my Indochino pocket square tonight. I got my suit on its way already so i'm gonna be looking pretty sexy pretty soon but the celtics were looking especially sexy in that fourth quarter isaiah thomas had 20 points in the fourth quarter he's pretty good at scoring in the end of the game yeah uh entered the fourth quarter really struggling i think it was three for 14 late in the game and then just went on an absolute tear and you know heading into tonight he was the third leading scorer in fourth quarters behind russell westbrook and damian lillard averaging i think 8.1 points per fourth quarter and to drop 20 22 whatever he, he scored tonight uh to take it home was amazing he did everything also. I mean, it wasn't just the threes. It was the fact that he even said after the game he can't hit his floaters right now because his middle finger is sore from flipping the bird proverbially to everybody. But he still had some great – his like kind of like signature running hook in the lane. He was able to take, you know, throw his right shoulder into contact and bounce off of it and throw up a left hook. He had a few be- beautiful ones in the fourth quarter tonight. He scored. He kind of put on like a tour de force, a nice display of all the different scoring capabilities he has. You're right. He was short on a couple of those floaters, and it looked like it wasn't going to be his night. Uh, I think uh, one of the big parts of his game is the the pull-up three in transition, and he knocked that down in some big times. And, you know, he got to the line 16 times, I think, tonight. And for a guy that size to do that, uh, Brad Stevens said after the game he he, he described Isaiah Thomas' ability as special explosion. I think that's a tremendous term to use and a great way to describe it, and Isaiah was just fantastic tonight. Probably the most phallic description you could have given of his star player, but it was pretty great. And, you know, there's one thing that Isaiah can do. It's just kind of re-harness control. We saw that. Avery talked about after the game how they were trying to get Harrison Barnes to take contested twos. He was taking those shots, and he was making those shots. And then there was that big play at the end where Marcus Smart stripped him and then got it to Isaiah, who was flying down the floor and got that layup. I mean, Isaiah is just a guy that it's, he's that one guy on the team that they can count on offensively to be able to just kind of swing back momentum in their favor. Yeah, you know, even going back to last year, whenever Isaiah was not on the court, the offense was putrid. Exactly. And, uh, you know, they've been a little bit better this year when he's on the bench just because of, uh, you know, Avery Bradley stepped up. Some other guys have come through. 
Uh, but he is just so critical right now, and the the, the fans uh, were chanting MVP towards the end, and you know, a lot of really great players around the league right now. But he is super valuable to this team and this offense. Well, it might be a little early to give out MVP, but we will go to part two of Garden Report and talk about who I think might actually be the team's MVP right now, Avery Bradley. So we'll be back in part two of the Garden Report, powered by Indochino on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. <laughs> Welcome to part two of the Garden Report, powered by Indochino on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog. Don't forget to use that code GARDEN for half off a made-to-measure suit. And Avery Bradley was made-to-measure for this team. I mean, he is fitting in perfectly, obviously. But one thing that he's doing better than anyone is rebounding the ball. He had a season team high, or team season high, 13 rebounds tonight. He passed Avery Bradley on that, who had the previous high with 11. He, the Celtics had their first plus 20 rebounding differential game in two years, going back to November of 2014. And the rebounding has been the big thing that I think everyone's been able to point to. Steve has been able to point to it. Bradley has been rebounding really well so far. But tonight, we, they saw how they can be a good rebounding team and still be able to clear the way for Bradley. Yeah, they headed into tonight as the worst defensive rebounding team in the entire league. Jeez. Um and, you know, the, there are reasons for that. There's, They're not a big team to begin with. Al Horford's been out. Jay Crowder's been out. Bradley has stepped up. Uh, he's 6'2". Six 6'2 two, six two players in the NBA are not supposed to grab 13 rebounds, average 8 rebounds a game, whatever he's averaging. He's been tremendous. And, uh, you know, the Dallas Mavericks usually play. Uh, they're banged up, too. They play Harrison Barnes at the 4. They go small a lot. And so, you know, a part of... Uh, Avery's big night is because of uh, their downsizing, but and Bogut fouled out, and Bogut fouled out. But not to take anything away from Bradley, because what he's he skies for rebounds. He's very aggressive, and he likes to give a lot of credit to his teammates for boxing out. But I think he deserves some some of the uh, the uh, the credit here and then the due here because uh, his aggressiveness is is warranted. I mean, Marcus Smart's rebounding numbers are good because they're boxing out. Avery Bradley is going way beyond that. The way that he crashes the boards and what's been so crucial is that he has really been playing with full energy commitment this year. He is crashing the boards and then still getting out on the break. He's still working as the as the weak wing three on in transition. He's doing everything on both sides of the ball. And the way he's been playing, I think, is, like I said in part one, I think as great as Isaiah has been scoring the ball, I think Avery overall is the MVP of the team right now. Yeah, that's a fair statement. Uh, it's kind of difficult when Isaiah is the MVP of the league, for those who didn't <laughs> see part one. Uh, but, no, Avery's been absolutely tremendous. He has the, you know, he guarded Harrison Barnes late, um, made made him take some very difficult shots. Uh, and he's the probably the best defender on the team, uh, best perimeter defender on the team. Uh, his three-point shooting has continues to improve. Uh, you cannot leave him alone. Um, and his ability to pull up off, off screens, off curls, um, he's tremendous. And he's finishing at the rim, too, this year, which is something he has not done throughout his career. So he's made strides in addition to the rebounding, the playmaking, the scoring. He's doing it all right now. All right, well, we made some good strides tonight on the Garden Report. Don't forget to go to Indochino's Boston Showroom on Newbury Street. Use the code GARDEN, that is G-A-R-D-E-N, if you can't spell or if you haven't been watching the show for five years, uh, and you're going to get the greatest suit you'll ever get in your life. So 
For Michael Pina, you can find him on the Twitters at Michael V. Pina. You can find him writing at Bleacher Report, Vice, Sports on Earth, anywhere I'm forgetting. That's good. Yeah, you can go to his Facebook page and read whatever he has to say there. I am Jared Weiss, behind the camera, Jeremy Karp. We will see you Friday after the Golden State Warriors come to town. Peace out. The the hardest part about playing against them, I think, right now is with, with the guys they have is that when Bo gets in the game, they're playing a different type of ball screen defense where he's protecting the pain and he's really good at it. And we we got um, we, we did not do a, a great job. Of, you know, he's a hard guy to challenge. We challenged him too much. And then when they go small, they switch almost everything. And so, um, or certainly did late. And so Isaiah did a good job against the switches, and our guys did a good job of moving it against the switch before they attack. Brad, you ha- your team had the highest rebounding differential in two years for you, and Avery was your leading rebounder. Do you see his high rebounding totals as a sign that your bigs are successfully boxing out and committing? I think that um, that is exactly what we're trying to accomplish because you know we don't, no, none of our bigs have been you know um, career double figure rebounders, um, good, good solid interior players that do a lot of great things, but. You know, we're asking Amir to guard up a spot most of the game, you know, when he's guarded fours mostly. And so for him to get his guy off has got to be enough. And then somebody else has to go get the ball. Not ready to anoint us the greatest rebounding team in the world yet. Isaiah's shooting over the trees anytime he goes into the paint, but he's just going to the line at such an incredible rate. What is, what is it about him that just... Is able to so I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things, but he's, he, he understands the game. He understands how to get angles and he understands all that. But it's, it's probably a combination of fearlessness and explosiveness. I mean, his fearlessness, I mean, he, he's not scared of doing anything, but then his, he has just special explosion. I mean, he can go from that burst off the dribble and then just explode up and, you know, um, take a hit and finish and spin it off the glass and, just got a uniqueness to him. Makes him pretty good. That makes him really good. What is different about you in the one quarter? Um, I don't know. I, I, I can tell you. I just, I guess I just like that corner. Um, sometimes guys get a little tighter and, and, and the pressure gets a little tougher for them. And I just, I just like, I guess I like the pressure. When you're, you know, when Barnes is doing what he's doing, and then you come back, I mean, does that sort of feed you a little bit? You see another guy down the other end of that spot? Uh, maybe. I mean, I just, I really just try to make plays, and, and, and my teammates put me in position to get myself going, because the first three quarters, I wasn't really playing too well. And for whatever reason, I just, I wasn't myself. So I, I seen the ball go in with a few free throws in the fourth quarter, and then, I just I felt better about myself, and like I said, my teammates set screens. My my coach put me in position, and I just took advantage of it. How long can you continue to play this many minutes? Score these many points? You look pretty beat right now. For 82 games, okay. and, and some more. Um, I, I I work I work too hard not to take advantage of the opportunity that I'm given. So I'm ready for whatever Brad and this team and this organization this organization throws at me, and um. I've always wanted to be in this position, so. Is Avery another career high in rebounds tonight? What's, what's gotten into him this year? 
he, I think he's made it a point of emphasis to just get down there. He's very athletic. I mean, he's a strong guard. It, most most of the time, all his rebounds, he's really going to get. They're not just falling in his hands, and that says a lot about who he is as a as a player. He's just not a defender. He's not an improved offensive player. He, he goes in there and rebounds as well. So he, that's another dimension to his game that he's added, and he's always added something each and every year. So um, I'm not surprised. I say um, you know, point. It's more to the game than points, but you're 27 now uh, per game. Uh, that jump in average is there anything to say about where you are right now in terms of you, know, you say you want to be great? But is there anything different about your game or how it's growing? Um, I've gotten better. Um, I've the game is slowing down for me. Um, I've, I've, I've worked so hard this summer just to continue to get better and not be satisfied. And I'm just reading the game of basketball. I'm reading it at a, at a different level. So, um, and and also my teammates. I, I can't do it without them, and they put me in position to be and allow me to be myself. And I just feel like I'm on a little different level right now. And, and that goes with the confidence my guys give me. Um, like I always said that. I've always been ready to take advantage of my opportunity and the opportunity is here to, to try to be great and I want to be great. How much is your finger affecting you? It's hurting. I mean, it, it's a lot of shots. It's frustrating because a lot of my floaters and my shots in the paint aren't going in and that, that has a lot to do with my finger with the touch that I don't have. So, like I tell you before, I just got to figure it out. I got to shoot it with confidence. A lot of my shots are coming up short. Um, they're, they're going in in the fourth quarter, but hopefully they can go in. <laughs> in the first three, and, and, and but I'm going to keep shooting the shots that I take and, and keep making the plays that I make. How much are you looking forward to this matchup on Friday night? It's a good one. This, this is what you live for. This is what you want. Play against the best, I mean, so-called the best team in the NBA. Um, and we'll be ready, though. We're always pretty pretty good about these games. We just got to do our job, worry about what we do, and protect our home court. Is there maybe any leftover bitterness or animosity about KD's decision? No, nah, I've been past that. Maybe, maybe for Jay. Jay, <laughs> might, Jay still might be mad, but I'm past it. But so. well, you get teammates that always think so. I'm not going to get my hopes up. So, Jose, 11 games in, what you think about the fans chanting MVP? You read the line at the end of the board? Yeah. I don't know. They 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 do their job, and I try to do mine, and that's just how they feel. And it's it's crazy because as a little boy, you dream of stuff like that. To to when I used to watch games of Michael Jordan and Kobe, and the fans do that. So it's surreal. You know what I mean, it doesn't seem real, but I got a lot. I got a a lot a lot to improve on to become an MVP. So you said you more animosity towards Rand. What was your initial reaction? I was I was just surprised, probably like everybody else. I wasn't mad. I mean, I knew we had a chance. We had a pretty good chance at that, but I was just surprised he chose the Warriors. But that's that man's decision. When you get into the paint, are you pretty much finding that the bigs are off balance every time now? Yeah, they are. I mean, I'm going in there at a, at a certain pace, and I just try to create the contact a little bit so just to get them off balance, especially if they're shot blockers because – they're obviously uh, more than a foot taller than me, so I can't out-jump them. But I, I try to jump quicker than they do and, and get a little bit of contact so I can sustain that in the air. And um, I just have different ways to score in, in the paint and in the air, and I try to I try to use those against those bigs. Isaiah, how far has Avery's offensive game come just this season? 
Um, very far. I mean, he, one thing about every every year he comes back with something new. And he's just a very competent player right now. And we need him to be that. We need him to score, defend, rebound, and do a lot of things. So we depend on him to do those things. And he's he's playing. He's having a great year. And, and I know he's going to continue to do that and continue to work on the things that you've worked on this summer. And we're going to continue. I'm going to continue to try to find him and, and get him going early. And, and he's a big part of what we got going here. So what do you have to do? He's got to continue to play good defense, crowd, and make more of uh, the toughest possible game you can. And uh, uh, challenge the shot and help him against the shot. To be in close to him so many times and hitting that shot, he kind of steals the ball from him. What did you see? What did you do? Um, he's got to keep playing. He made a lot of tough shots. That's what we want. We just got to live with it. He's going to make the tested shots, uh, especially inside the three-point line. And they're not at the hoop. We're going to live with that. The play got ripped. He just made a good play. Got by me and uh, brought the ball right back to me. Just made a play. What did you do? Exactly. Just stripped it from, took it from, brought it below his waist, instead of keeping it up. And I just took it. How much do you enjoy challenges like that? I love it. Beat Gerald, put one on afterwards, and I think it's for those moments right there. You can get in that situation where you see another guy and go up the ground. you didn't have a great team overall you should better this year. What's been the difference? I'm just taking better shots. Defensively, what's been the difference for you guys and what continues to improve in the last few games? We talked about the other day about that. We had a team just to come out. Uh, it's not the, 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 those last couple games. We were going out all day. It wasn't the way that, that the Celtics played. It's not the way that this team played. We had to come back and look ourselves in the mirror again. And kind of explained to ourselves, you know, everybody came out and said, well, what they thought was going on, and let it be true to ourselves. When did you guys have that? One practice. Um, I think after the last, the Wizards game, we had that meeting. And, uh, it was just something, you no know, coaches, just us. We just had to uh, have a step ourselves in the mirror. And a couple of decisions, just us. We just had to have that play. Obviously, two uh, you know, big battles against Golden State last year. What do you guys expect from them coming here? We just got to keep playing our game. We can't let those guys come in. They're going to make the box and make a tough shot. We just got to make sure that we don't get them in. No, you can't sit back and watch. You got gritty. Because his size, sometimes he does get in there and all that. He gets clobbered by his legs and he needs a way out. Trying to refresh yourself. So you can't just sit back and watch, but you do. Sometimes find yourself just going around and being a major person. How did it feel for you early on? You were on fire. Yeah. Um, just was getting some good shots. My teammates were giving me the ball. I was getting to my spots, and um, 
was able to knock down some shots in the first quarter. And defensively, did you guys get back to what you wanted to be in the fourth? I think we did. Harrison Barnes made some tough shots, but for the most part, we were defending him well. We wanted to wanted him to take contested twos, and that's what he did. He was just knocking down some big shots for them. He's a good player. Huge rebounding advantage tonight too. What was what was different? We were boxing out. We were attacking the glass as a team. Guys like Jonas, Amir was boxing out. Kelly was attacking the glass. Terry Rozier every single night. Marcus Smart. We, we just did a great job as a team. Um, Gang rebounding, and that's what we need to do every single night. Have to do something different just to focus on the defensive glass as much as you have. As a team, we just need to box out. No, but I mean, personally, because you're just getting some pretty big numbers. Yeah, in the past, the coaches always told me, like, you need to rebound more. And that's just something that I know our team needs, and I'm here to do whatever I can do to help our team wherever it is. And right now, it's on a rebounded in, and that's what I'm trying to do every single night, try to help our team rebound. Avery, how much more confidence would you say that you had coming into this season, especially on the offensive side of the ball? A lot of confidence. I've worked on my game. Uh, I've worked on my game every single year. I feel like that's what it's all about. Once you get that opportunity, uh, you feel a lot more comfortable out there on the offensive end. That's how I feel right now. Marcus said you guys had a team meeting after one of the blowout wins and focused on defense. What did you say to each other? Just that we need to hold each other accountable. We weren't playing to our, our ability. We got some guys or two or three guys playing harder than defensive end, but the other three guys weren't. And we needed everyone playing hard consistently as a team. And, um, Tonight, I feel like it was one of our best defensive games. We had our lapses sometimes, but for the most part, we were talking and helping, helping each other, and so that's good for our team. How much are you looking forward to this matchup against the Warriors on Friday? Just treating it like any other game. We know we're playing against some good players, but we're going to bring it every single night, regardless of who we're playing. You guys have had some close battles with them recently. Why do you think you've played so well against them? Because we compete no matter who we're playing against.